0: Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Spirit-Filled Real Talk. It is Tune In Tuesday, and I have a word for you. This is jam-packed, actually, with at least... Three tools that you can use for your own empowerment, and I think if you really practice these in your own life, actually I don't think I know (laughs) by personal experience and also working with clients, that if you actually are bold and brave enough to apply these in your own life through self-initiated effort and work with God, with the Holy Spirit, you will profoundly transform your life, 100%. Don't just take it from me. Try it on yourself. So this idea of adulting at its finest, right? As kids, we think it's going to be so great when we're adults, right? We're just going to get more freedom. We can do whatever we want, whenever we want, right? And that's that's partially true, right? But with all of that, right, with all of the freedom comes more responsibility. And that's what many folks, you know, when you're young, they fail to tell you that part, <laughs> You think, ooh, I'll get keys, I'll get to drive this car, or I'll get to live in my own place, and you can't tell me what to do, right? Like, we just have these expectations that when we're older, when we're adults, life will get easier. It'll just be more fun in so many ways, right? And while that's partially true, there's a huge amount of adulting that just requires a radical level of responsibility, of account- of accountability, of self-initiation, of self-effort of self-motivation, right? It's just a lot of responsibility. Now, I used to have an interesting relationship with the word responsibility because I took on a lot of false responsibility, meaning I was very adept in taking on the responsibilities of other people to please them, to make their lives easier, to lighten their loads, which really just meant that I was not actually walking in my authenticity. I was making life easier for them, but then on the inside, I was becoming frustrated from all of the weight of carrying all this extra responsibility, thinking that that was the right thing, but completely denying what I actually needed, right? So these tools are very, very important if you want to live not only authentically, but healthy and whole and free from the inside out, okay? So adulting is not just getting more access in the material world, right? Being able to drive a car and buying this house and, you know, being able to be in relationship with whoever you want and being able to do what you want when you want, right? Adulting is not just that. Adulting has a lot to do with taking responsibility for yourself and not putting any of that on anybody else. Okay, so this is not going to other people to get your needs met. This is not expecting other people to motivate and empower you. This is not looking outside of you at all for what it is that you need to grow and evolve. You, at the end of the day, have to do the work. For example, if you're meeting with a therapist, they will help you, but you are still doing the work in your own life. You are still the one that's being brave, to look within, to reflect on what's happening on your insides. How's your mental health? How's your emotional health? How's your spiritual health? How's your physical health? How are you showing up? What do you need? What do you want, right? You are doing all of that work. They can help you process, but you are doing that work. When you work with a coach, right, they 100% will help give you strategies they will be a mirror and hold up exactly what you're saying and where you're coming from, the level of your thinking, the level of your expression, they will reflect that back to you, but you get to decide how you are gonna show up in your own life. Your coach can't do that for you. Even your friends, as well-meaning as they are, sometimes they won't even tell you what they really think. And I personally just believe that the people that really, really care about you are the people that actually challenge you and hold you accountable. To me, personally, they love you more than the person that just watches you stay the same and settle for mediocrity. I don't need friends like that. I don't know about you, but I don't need friends that can't see me, that don't appreciate where I've come from and where I'm going, that can't hold my hands up when I'm struggling, that can't speak life into me, right? I don't need that in my life. So. Nobody on the outside of you can do your work, okay? Not friends, not family, not parents, none of that, okay? And we don't like to hear that, but when you can get to that level of acceptance, you will empower yourself to show up differently in the world, and you'll take all that extra pressure off other people. So I just wanna start by saying that nobody else is responsible for our empowerment, and in fact, we can't even empower anybody else. We all are the ones that have to empower ourselves. Nobody else can do that. Okay, nobody else is in our mind, nobody else is feeling what we're feeling, nobody else knows what's going on in our heart, right? Even somebody, this is the crazy thing, somebody can tell you one thing and still be thinking something totally different, right? So at the end of the day, we don't know what's going on in somebody else and we can't control that, we can't change that, we can't do anything about that, but you can 100% empower yourself and let other people be responsible for their own empowerment as well. Okay. You ready? That was some real talk. So here's the thing. I want to back this with some scripture because this is super important. This is not just fluff, right? We've got to root it and ground it in whatsoever is pure, lovely, noble, praiseworthy, and true. All right. So 1 Corinthians 1420 is a doozy. Are you ready for this? It says, brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking, be mature. Okay, so this is highlighting to me that part of growing in my Christ-likeness, part of maturing in God, part of producing the fruit of the Spirit in my life, part of being a mature believer and a bold believer is growing up in my thinking. It means actually looking at what I'm thinking about, and that takes a lot of energy, and not a lot of people do it. So if you're listening to this, you are a type of person that will do that work, but it does take energy to think about what you're thinking about, particularly if what you're thinking about is not good. right? That means there's work. To renew your mind renewing your mind does not happen by default it happens by effort it happens by making space to read the word of god it happens by walking in obedience to the promptings of the holy spirit it happens by constantly memorizing the word of god so that you actually store that up in your heart versus other things right you don't have room typically for things of the world and the word of god at the same time right which one do you want guiding your life? That is something that you choose, but you're not gonna mature in your thinking if you're not constantly being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, right? And here's the thing, the pattern is this. As you think about something, you start to feel some kind of way. Nobody else can make you feel some kind of way. That's happening in you. They are not doing that to you, right? Nothing means anything, actually, until we ascribe a thought to it. Whether that is painful or whether that is something that is delightful, we choose that. We choose to assign meaning to something by what we think and then we feel some kind of way about it and if we keep that pattern of thinking and feeling going, we actually create a lot of different things in our heart, whether that is built up frustration that turns into anger, that turns into, I don't know, even depression and some really deep, funky stuff, right? And then that is not how we express ourselves in a healthy way in the world right the angry frustrated depressed version of you is not your highest self you are not walking aligned and in tune with god when that's what's coming out of you right and that is not how we're meant to live so it all starts in your mind and that's why this verse also says be infants in evil but in your thinking be mature so you don't want to study evil and wickedness and meditate on that day and night god says meditate on his word day and night, right? Keep his commandments stored up in your heart that you might not sin against him, right? If you start going down a path, right, there's many things that look right in our own eyes, but in the end, they lead to destruction. And that has everything to do with what we think and with what we convince ourselves that that path means, right? So, so powerful. Another one, 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. So there's a sacrifice here. Sure, can we have temper tantrums when we're frustrated? Absolutely. Can we shut down and try to punish other people and control communication when we don't feel in the mood to to have a conversation and to express love? Yes, absolutely we can do that, right? Can we try to show up in certain ways to get our way and be a child in how we speak and how we think and how we reason? Absolutely, right? But that is not the path of empowerment. That is not adulting at its finest, right? (laughs) That is continuing to act like a child, okay? And that is not how we grow up in God. Ephesians 4:14 4, says so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine By human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Okay, so when we choose not to live as empowered people, when we choose to think negative things, when we choose to meditate on whatever is trending in the world, when we choose to expose ourselves to to things that are not helping us mature and grow up, we, we perpetuate cycles and patterns that are unhealthy, that are dysfunctional, that are toxic, right? And we're tossed to and fro by whatever is happening, right? If you build your life on circumstance and people and what's happening outside of you, you will be tossed to and fro by whatever is happening. It's not a way to live, right? There's no safety. There's no security. There's no confidence in that. However, it says, speak the truth in love. We are to grow up. In God, in Christ, who is the head, right? So we're only able to do that through spiritual empowerment. It is really hard to be patient when everything around you, right, <laughs> is giving you perfect opportunity to be impatient. It is really difficult to speak the truth in love when you just want to speak your mind, right? And when you think that you're right, and when you think that you know better, and when you think that you're God right? It is really hard to humble yourself and to receive feedback, even if only a part of it is true, or even if it's not true, to actually humble yourself and allow somebody else to speak their truth. It takes a lot of humility to do that. All of the fruit of the Spirit, for example, takes a ton of spiritual empowerment. You can't do it in your own strength. That's why we don't work by might or by force, but by the Spirit of the Lord, okay? Okay, Hebrews 5, 12 to 13. I've got two more of these. Four through, well, let me see this one. Okay, here we go. Hebrews 5, 12 to 13 says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. Dang! <laughs> this is why it's spirit-filled real talk. That that word right there, Hebrews five, is a straight call-out word. It's like you are meant to be a a disciple. You are meant to be mature in Christ. You are meant to have the word of God stored up in your heart that you might speak a word in season, right? You're meant to encourage and build up the body, right? You're meant to be a marketplace minister and really minister the light, the love, the word of God everywhere you go. You're meant to be a minister of good news, but you can't do that if you yourself are not putting it to practice. And again, no one can do that for you, right? So it's one thing, to to study the word and have a relationship with god and it's another to open your bible app and read a verse a day and go about your way very different right so if you want to be skilled in the word of righteousness that doesn't just come from listening to a pastor once a week that comes from a personal relationship with god and a determination that, that is the priority in your life and you're going to build your life around god not around you okay so big. All right. Now, the last one, 2 Peter 3:18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. So, this is just an encouragement again to grow in grace, spiritual empowerment and knowledge of God. That is what really develops you, grows you up, gives you power, gives you authority, right? There's nothing that can compete with revelation, with anointing of God. Nothing, right? And in the world that we live in, right? Where are you finding your strength? I just challenge you to think about that. What is helping you mature? I just challenge you and invite you to really think about those things. And a way that you can do this too A lot of times the back of the Bible, you can study all of the verses just on maturity. You can also do a Google search and find just all of the scripture that is on maturity and see if that doesn't call you out and call you into order, right? And I don't know about you, but I want my life to come into divine order. I know that if I'm trying to lead it and if I'm trying to guide it in my own strength and understanding, it's not going to go well right? Because God's thoughts are not my thoughts and his ways are not my ways. So I would rather align with God and let him do the heavy lifting <laughs> and let him empower me to show up in ways that are far greater than I could on my own. Okay. So here are the three tools we're going to move kind of quickly. So you might want to star this or remember this one, screenshot this episode, whatever you got to do. All right. So first thing, I call it the manual, okay? This is these are tools in adulting, okay? And you don't need to tell anyone that you're practicing these, but you can share them with folks that you you know are ready to receive this kind of word. So the manual, this is something that we have that we have as an unspoken rule book or an unspoken operating manual for ourselves, but the crazy thing is, is we also have this manual for other people. Okay? We expect people to show up as if they've read this unspoken manual that we have for them, and then we get really upset when they don't follow the manual that they didn't read and that we didn't communicate to them, right? So just think about that in your own life. Do you <laughs> have manuals for these people in your life, whether this is a partner, whether this is a friend, whether this is a parent, whether this is a sibling, whether this is a boss, whatever it might be, do you have this expectation of how they are supposed to operate so that you feel some kind of way, right? So I have an example of this. Let's say that there is a couple, you know, they're married, they're living together, they have a dog, okay? Now, this dog does what a dog does it goes in the backyard, does his business, comes back in the house. The wife is really upset about this because she doesn't want business all over her backyard, right? She doesn't want to accidentally step in that or have it build up. It's just a mess and she doesn't want it, right? So she is bothered that the husband doesn't care, right? He's just like, this is a dog. That's what dogs do. It's not going to ruin my day. I don't care if there's business in the backyard or not, right? So now, since the wife has this as a need, right? This needs to be done. And I'm really bothered that this husband (laughs) is not on the same wavelength and, and is okay having this business in the backyard, okay? So now, since she's bothered by that, not only does she have business and mess in her backyard, but she's creating mess in her relationship, right? Because she wants... Her husband to get on the same wavelength as her and pick up the business in the backyard and if he doesn't now it's room for argument it's room for tension and disagreement and frustration and it's an invitation and a foothold for the enemy okay so here's the thing if she were to just tear up this manual and do what she needed to do if she just kept cleaning up the business in the backyard and didn't care whether or not the husband did that or not it would radically shift the dynamic of their relationship, right? No longer does there have to be this hidden resentment or unspoken resentment. It can just be what it is and she can have a clean backyard and he can enjoy it too. But there isn't this extra pressure that he needs to be on the same wavelength as her. So yes, if you tear up a manual in your life, there may be times where you do things that you don't want to do, right? Another example, let's say, You know, you like making the bed and your partner doesn't. Are you going to get on your partner's case because they don't make a bed or are you just going to keep making it, right? Like some things don't have to be a big deal, but because we keep this manual, it actually limits our relationships and it creates strife for an unnecessary reason. Okay, so I just encourage you to think about the manual that you have for yourself, because that might not even be how you want to live. An example of this could be perfectionism, right? You holding yourself to the standard of perfectionism, maybe that's not your standard, and maybe that's not how you want to operate anymore. Maybe that's what you were exposed to. Maybe that's how you think you're supposed to show up, but maybe as you reflect on it, that's actually not even what God says, and you'd rather hold yourself to a standard of excellence rather than perfection. So I just challenge you to try on this first manual example. What is the manual that you have for yourself that you're holding yourself to? And what is the manual that you have for other people? Other people can't read your mind. Sometimes you don't actually need other people to do your whatever it is that you feel like you need them to do, right? To do whatever it is that you feel like is on your heart. Sometimes you just need to show up and handle your business and let them handle theirs. Okay. Number two is boundaries or are boundaries, okay? So boundaries are interesting. I think that these are very difficult to implement at times, particularly later on in a relationship. However, boundaries are necessary, particularly when somebody is violating your mental health, your emotional health, your your presence, your space, okay? When they are actually, let's say, you know, picture a home, when they are actually coming into your yard, that's very different than whatever they do in their yard. But when they are coming into your boundary, that's when you need to enforce the boundary. You don't just sling boundaries whenever you feel like it, unnecessary, but you do need to enforce a boundary because other people need to know what is okay and what's not okay for you. That doesn't mean you're going to control them. That doesn't mean that you're going to manipulate them quite the opposite. You're going to allow them to be whoever they want to be. But if you are going to interact with them and in order for you to feel safe and to take care of yourself, which you're not going to put on another person, you need to enforce a boundary. So for example, let's say there is somebody that keeps coming over to your house and they just walk right in, you know, and that could throw you off. It might interrupt you doing work. It might, you know, just throw off your groove a bit. You weren't ready for company. And let's say this is a mother-in-law. Okay. This is somebody that, you know, so mother-in-law keeps coming over and this is something that you've tolerated, that you've allowed to happen, that you've never communicated is an issue. However, you're getting to the point where you're just smiling on the outside, but seething on the inside. Not cool, okay? Not cool at all, right? And that is felt, okay? People can pick up on your frequency, okay? That doesn't mean they always listen to it, but they can definitely pick up on it. So here's the thing. Rather than you living in that every day, living in that frustration, living in that anger, living in that resentment and letting that completely destroy your relationship with mother-in-law, it's time to enforce a boundary. So what you can say is, mother-in-law, I enjoy that we spend time together. I really value our relationship. However, I am going to need you to call before you come over. That way I can let you know if it's a good time. Sometimes I'm working, sometimes I'm you know, busy, and I can't always show up when when you arrive, all right? So I don't want that to be a problem. So I'd really appreciate if you just call me and give me a heads up before you swing by. And <laughs> there's got to be a consequence which you need to enforce. And if you don't, here's what I'm going to do so that you're aware. I'm going to lock the door, and I might not answer it if I'm busy. So just know that if you come over and the door's locked, I might not open the door. I might not let you in if you're not able to give me a heads up and I can't clarify whether it's a good time or not. With me? So this is an example of how you can enforce a boundary, right? Now this is nothing to do with if this person is good, bad, right, or wrong. It has nothing to do with this. This is about you protecting and guarding you, which is your responsibility. Nobody else can do that for you. And you can't just expect people to understand what your needs are and what your boundaries are. You've got to be able to communicate this. And this is easier to do earlier on in a relationship versus like letting buildup happen over time. However, it doesn't always happen that way. Another example of enforcing the boundary. Again, a boundary is something that you set when your space has been violated. All right. It's not just something that you sling around, and it's also not something that you do when you're not coming from a place of peace, when you're not coming from love, when you've got built up anger. You've gotta let emotions subside, then you can set this boundary, okay? You really wanna do it when you're in a neutral and a healthy, sane space. All right, another example of this could be, let's say that you have a friend that's notoriously, shows up late okay but you love this friend you value the friendship you still want to meet with them you still want to have them in your life you can say to this friend hey friend, I really enjoy spending time with you it means the world to me however when we aren't able to meet at the time that we agreed to rather than me making that mean something about you or about our relationship or you know about you know, different things that that might upset me and being frustrated and letting that turn into some kind of thing, I'm just going to leave if you don't arrive within 15 minutes of when we've decided to meet, okay? So just so that you're aware, if we agree upon a time and you don't show up within 15 minutes, I'm just going to leave so that we can have a healthy relationship and it doesn't need to mean anything and I'm not going to project any of my frustration onto you and you can just do what you need to do, but just know that so that if you show up and I'm not there, that's why. Okay. Now might even get to a point as well where you decide that this person is no longer somebody that you want to meet with, but that's also okay. Here's the thing. You need to be the one that enforces these consequences. Okay. That's not on the other person, but a lot of times what people do is they expect people to read their mind. They get upset when these people aren't meeting their boundaries. And here's what we're entitled to. We're entitled to people showing up however they want to show up whenever they feel like it. We're not entitled to them giving us their best. It would be great, and we'd probably appreciate it if they do, but ultimately, we can't control other people, how they think, how they feel, how they show up, and they're going to do whatever they're going to do. And it is exhausting trying to control somebody else. So what you can control is what you allow into your space because of your own mental health, of your own emotional health, of your heart. These are practical ways that you actually guard your heart and really honor and respect and care for your relationships, right? You cannot give your best when you are feeling violated. It just leads to a lot of, again, built up frustration, anger, resentment. It's not healthy. So that is what you can do. So number one, check your manual. Number two, look into boundaries. And number three is catch yourself in the approval trap, okay? Here's the thing. Whether somebody really loves us, thinks highly of us, or whether they hate us and they speak all of this criticism and just lash out their opinions on us, that has everything to do with them and nothing to do with us at the end of the day. Okay, now, as I say that, that could be really crazy for somebody that's expecting, you know their behavior or pleasing somebody to stay on their good side if somebody keeps showing up to get some sort of response or some sort of behavior out of somebody else that has nothing to do with you at the end of the day right you can keep over giving you can keep pouring into other people but at the end of the day that doesn't make them change that just makes you exhausted so this is something that can free you up <laughs> if you actually catch this okay If you find yourself in this approval trap where you just are motivated to get a response out of other people, even think about that on social media. A lot of times we do things, we show up some kind of way to get engagement, to get a like, to get something. And that's not how you want to be showing up. You want to show up inspired so that you can authentically express who you are and just be who you are. So anytime that you find yourself motivated to please somebody else or motivated to make them happy, and you're not even thinking about what you need or how you're showing up, pause and say to yourself, how would the authentic me show up right now? How would the aligned version of me show up right now? How would the safe, secure, healthy version of me show up right now? What am I inspired to do right now? Inspired means in spirit. What is Holy Spirit leading you to do? Not what do you feel like doing, okay? I'm going to be led by the spirit, not by what I think and not by, by what I feel. There we go, right? And that takes slowing down. That takes getting before God. That takes being still and knowing who God is so that you can be led by God in your life, not just by what you feel in the moment or what you think in the moment. With me? So those are three really great tools that you can do this inner life adulting. Again, adulting isn't just what happens on the outside. It has everything to do with your inside. So I encourage you to check out the manual that you have in your life, the manual that you have for others. Look around your life and see, are there areas where you need to actually enforce a boundary or what areas can you sense boundaries might be needed in the future so that you can be aware? Not that you're on the lookout for them. Again, we don't sling boundaries, but be aware of where boundaries may be needed so that you're clear on that and you can be transparent early on and authentic in a relationship. And then also be aware of the approval trap. Okay? Growing and maturing in Christ has a lot to do with emotions. We can be an emotional child, right? Or we can be an emotional adult where we are responsible for what we think, we are responsible for what we feel, we are responsible for how we behave. And we're gonna take care of our business and we're gonna let other people take care of theirs. Because again, we can't empower them. But what really makes great relationships in life and what makes adulthood fun is let's say in a relationship, two different people saying, hey, I'm gonna take care of how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, how I'm behaving, right? And I'm gonna let you do the same, right? When two people are responsible for how they think, how they feel, how they behave, how they show up, they can just come together and have a lot of fun. But when they're expecting somebody else to meet their needs or expecting somebody else to morph into a version of themselves that makes them feel empowered, it's never healthy. I mean, you might at the end of the day, get progress in the sense that you might get somebody to do what they don't want to do to please you, but that's never a relationship that is healthier that you want. You don't want somebody that you love to do things for you that they don't want to do or to do things in general that they don't want to do. That's not love, right? That's control and that's manipulation. So part of maturing in God is taking radical responsibility for yourself so that you can respond well in life. It doesn't mean taking on responsibility of other people. It means being responsible for yourself so that you're able to respond to life in the present moment, okay? We can't take control of the past. We can't even control the future, but we can show up and give our best in this present moment. But we won't if we're caught up trying to manipulate, control, live in the past, future trip, all of those things. So being a healthy, whole, free human is being free to show up in the now from a whole place and living from the inside out. So I encourage you to try on these tools and I would love to hear from you too, whether it's you're trying all three or just trying one of them. Feel free to connect with me over on Instagram and continue the conversation. You can follow me at page. You can also connect with me at JuliannaPage.com for courses and coaching and books and just all the things. And then if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, make sure to do so. Here's what you can do. Subscribe. Rate it, give it a five star, leave a comment about what episode is blessing you, how it's changing your life, and shoot me an email over at info.julianapage at gmail.com to get a free gift. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.